What is up, fellow humans? I got a resource that is just too good to not share. The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. Naval is actually one of my favorite thinkers alive today. Legit. And you can get this free, which is amazing, you know? Like, they put this together, it's free, it's amazing. And you can obviously buy it on Kindle. You can uh, you can buy it on different places. You can donate if you want. The hardcover and paperback, etc. I bought this on Kindle. It was only like three bucks because I like the convenience of reading on Kindle. And I'm also recommending all my friends download PDF. So let's talk about one of these or a few of these quotes in here. I'm going to do a lot of series on this. I'm going to cover like this entire book basically and do a few pages every show. So that's kind of what we have in store for today. This is going to be the first show. I won't give you like a, the brief in. I don't want to really, I won't really give you uh intro to Naval or anything. He's just like a tech entrepreneur and investor and super smart guys keeps things succinct to the point i would say he's a modern day philosopher which i've always had mad respect for i even consider myself as a deep thinker and sometimes even like i like to explore philosophy and i don't know i don't know what you need to call yourself a self-proclaimed philosopher but if i could call myself that i would totally like to do that if i could maybe maybe it'll take another 10 15 years so i can self-proclaim myself as a philosopher all right so let's get into the three pages you can go over to naval almanac.com to get this free PDF here. Uh, you can read on the web, the Moby. Amazing, amazing thing. Highly recommend supporting the work. I mean, the guy did it for, I believe it was Eric, this dude here, who basically did this because he just thought it was amazing and wanted to do it. Whereas Naval just didn't, you know, he's like supported the project, obviously, but I just love it. So anyways, let's get to a few points and talk about them. So this is, a, this is about success. All right. We'll uh, maybe cover... So these are kind of success principles, but they're also kind of life principles. And some of these are business related. But honestly, what I found about business, you know, being an entrepreneur for 13 years now, it's a little bit, these these things, concepts that make you good at business, so what I've learned about business is 13 years doing this, I guess actually 15 at this point, when you're looking for principles to be better at business, they're pretty much always the same principles to be better at life. So for me, life and business, advice for business, as long as it's not like retargeting pixels and very specific granular things, you're going to find advice for life. So if you don't consider yourself an entrepreneur or you're interested in business or whatever, you can still find value in understanding the principles that make you good at business because in a lot of cases, they have a lot to do with the universal first principles of what makes a good human life in interacting with other people and relationships and things like that. Okay. So here's a few that we'll start with. We'll go through each one of these and we'll talk about that. So don't partner with cynics or pessimists. Don't partner with cynics or pessimists. Their beliefs are self fulfilling. This is really good. Uh, I, I agree with this. There, there's a point where, you know, some people can kind of have a little bit of a negativity bias where if they're so pro optimist about like the mission and what you're trying to do, you can make that work. Like it's good to maybe have a counterbalance. I've had partnerships like this where I was definitely the guy that was like, let's do this. It's great. It's awesome. Go, 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 go. And then my partner was a little bit more like reserved, try to like poke holes and everything. And that can definitely work. You can have a symbiotic relationship with something like that. The point that he's making here is when you have somebody that's like more leaning towards the negative end of the spectrum, more of a negative Nancy, that's when you run into problems because with people like that, they manifest and bring about the negativity that they dwell in. This is just like the law of attraction. Even if you believe in it or not, you can, you know this, you know people like this and they always have something to complain about because guess what? There's always something to complain about, like big surprise there, right? So don't partner with cynics and pessimists. 
Learn to sell, learn to build. If you can do both, you will be unstoppable. Selling is a very important skill. And this is something I will say on this. Everybody sells. If you're trying to get your kid to do something, if you're trying to get your parents to do something or accept something, or your spouse, your wife, or brother, husband, sister, whatever it is, you're always selling. You're selling an idea. You're selling an outcome. All right. So getting better at that, understanding human psychology and the you know very basic understanding of persuasion and, and really the idea that selling is not a dirty thing. Like if you're trying to persuade somebody to not drink every day or to quit drugs or to just, I don't know, like do something that's maybe good for them, you want to put some effort into making sure your arguments are good. Like, you know, like you might be helping this person or potentially saving them from something. Now, I don't think it's our responsibility to save people. And I think we actually need to detach a little bit from trying to persuade people too strongly. That's something I've kind of learned throughout the years. But if you're going to spend the time or effort, you might as well be persuasive. You might as well try to appeal to the base instincts of what somebody's trying to accomplish and use that as a selling point. And they take it or leave it. It's up to them. Right, So always want to put out the best persuasive uh, argument you can, and then you leave it up to the person to do what they want with it. And if they don't do anything with it, then whatever. You do what you, you can do, and that's it. Okay. This next one is arm yourself with specific knowledge, accountability, and leverage. Specific knowledge is knowledge you cannot be trained for. If society can train you, it can train someone else and replace you. So specific knowledge, what he's saying here is those things that you kind of figure out through experience, right? Because obviously you can buy a bunch of books on the internet and listen to audiobooks and watch videos, but there's always going to be something missing. There's going to be kind of a loss in translation between that. And if you wake up every day as an entrepreneur and you deal with customer problems and tax issues and this and that, and you got audited or you got sued, like there's all these things that you can't really be trained for or train someone else for, there's always going to be some gray area that you learn through experience, right? So when you get in the trenches and you're building something or working on something or truly trying to learn something at an advanced level, those are the things that are not easy to replace. Whereas if you're just learning how to, you know, like, I don't know, do, do something on the computer. Like, in fact, what's a good example of this? This is actually a tough one. What's a good example? Like if you're basically doing data entry, for example, and you're taking like something from a piece of paper and inputting it into a computer, and yeah, maybe there's a process and it's kind of into, uh, complex or whatever. Well, eventually that will be outsourced to a computer. There'll be maybe a scanner and then an AI will take it and input the data, whatever, right? That's not really good specific knowledge. That's just basically running through a checklist and there's nothing that's very defensible in your skills doing something like that, for example. Wealth is having assets that earn while you sleep. Money is how we transfer time and wealth. Status is your place in the social hierarchy. Okay, pretty self-explanatory stuff. I mean, kind of, I guess. And huge topic here, like each one of these is like worth books and books and years to understand whether it's money, status, et cetera. So let's just kind of go to the next point. Understanding, understand ethical wealth creation is possible. Understand ethical wealth creation is possible. If you secretly despise wealth, it will elude you. It's very true. A lot of people don't become successful because they sabotage themselves because they believe that they don't deserve to be successful or this or that. And they do things, usually without realizing it, that sabotage their results. It's a huge one. You have to, what I've learned over the years, you get these level ups of awareness and every step of the way, you kind of get like a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then through enough time, through focusing on your goals and focusing on if you want to make money or do this or do that, you eventually remove like the imposter syndrome and all the, th the things that come with like what most people struggle with. Like if you were born lower middle class, like I was just like standard middle class, 
American family or whatever, like having millions of dollars is, I mean, I thought about it, but it was, I didn't see it up close. I didn't hang out with people that had it. Like it was very far removed from my reality. And so I've had to, as I level up, level up, level up, every time I make it a little bit of result, I'm kind of thinking about what's the next thing. And I do believe that a lot of people that are kind of self-made and they take the 10 year journey, you know, 10 or 20 year journey, it is a leveling up game. And I, you know, I will say that if you despise wealth, as he says, or if you have issues around your mindset around it, you're never going to get there. You, you just will not, you'll make bad investment decisions. You'll waste your money. You'll spend your money in stupid things. And just like, do like, it's, crazy actually how many ways and how many how many uh strategies almost that people have for sabotaging their own results it's very very common more common than it should be ignore people playing status games they gain status by attacking people playing wealth creation games uh i posted that today on my instagram because it's basically 2020 in a nutshell you have people that are trying to play identity politics and they're trying to you know win the victim awards and 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 they are attacking those that are doing this or doing that or they have a different viewpoint or they're attacking the rich and saying they're evil and we need to tax them and things like that and i could talk about this for days but let me just make one very important point okay if you become rich, I mean, for the most part, there's some exceptions here, but becoming rich in America, for example, Warren Buffett and Jeff Bezos, two very famous rich people, Jeff Bezos being the richest man in the world, uh, Buffett being top 10, okay? They created their wealth from quite literally nothing by delivering value to the marketplace. Buffett has invested in hundreds of companies, right, that have delivered products and services to Americans, a lot of, most of his companies are, are in America and he's been betting on the American stock market for years and that's why he has billions of dollars, all right? Jeff Bezos created Amazon, which, yeah, not perfect by any means, but it's going to be a net positive for for all humans from just the innovation, uh, the infrastructure he's invested in America particularly and just the kind of the customer expectation of what now new companies are going to be held to that standard of, right? And yeah, some companies might've gone out of business and they probably had some anti-competitive practices here and there. And I get that. But fundamentally, the reason he is a billionaire is because Amazon improves people's lives. Period. Full stop. If you tax these people, now to an extent, you know, like obviously there's some exceptions here, but if you just keep taxing, 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 and it becomes overbearing, People will leave, they will take their billions of dollars and they will go create an Amazon in maybe India or China or South America somewhere. And and as a result, the average person in America will suffer. And this is obviously a long-term thing, but this happens, this can happen. And then guess what? Less tax money to for all those government programs, less tax money for infrastructure and roads and running water and all these things that we hold dear, that we take for granted, will just go, well, they will go, they will break down. <laughs> People don't think long-term enough. They get a simple narrative and then they just attack that narrative with a myopic, single-minded dogma that ignores all of the other variables and ignores the nuance. And the nuance is the key. Okay, so that's all I'll say on that. You're not gonna get rich renting out your time. You must own equity, a piece of a business, to gain your financial freedom. I agree with this, 100%. You could also consider real estate a business. You want income producing real estate. That's the key. Or, I mean, I should say income producing business with real estate also being a business. Real estate itself is a business if you use it to produce income. If you can't code, write books and blogs, record videos and podcasts. I really like this one. Uh, Obviously, I'm doing this and it's really, really hard. It takes a long time to get any results whatsoever, but it is rewarding. It 
yeah, that's all. That's all. Pretty much say it's rewarding, and it is a highly leveraged way so that eventually you can monetize these things and not have to wake up every day and just do the same thing over and over. You know, trading time for dollars. Leverage is a force multiplier for your judgment. This is an interesting one. So when you make decisions about investing or using your money or this or that, or you make just better decisions in general, you get leverage, right? And it multiplies the force of those decisions. So the more good decisions you make, whether that is allocating capital or resources or investing or not investing or whatever, the more results you get exponentially later on, right? The reason that Warren Buffett is a billionaire is because he's made actually like most of his wealth after the age of 65. That's because of what Einstein called like the most miraculous thing in the universe, uh, compound interest. And he's been doing that for years and he just focused on doing that. He lived frugally for years, put every penny he could back into businesses and he kept allocating capital and buying good companies. And now he's a billionaire and you know, like the, the last 30 years of his life or so he's become a billionaire and up into 65, he was a millionaire. More decisions you make more consistently, the bigger the results will be as long as you stay in the game. Judgment requires experience but can be built faster by learning foundational skills. Judgment requires experience, but can be built faster by learning foundational skills. Yeah, these are these are good things. They're a little, you know, esoteric out there, not very specific, but whatever they mean to you is kind of how you should think about this. There's no skill called business. Avoid business magazines and business classes. <laughs> I like that one. You know, being a college dropout, I totally agree with that. Uh, you're just not going to find a lot of good nuggets of information from people that teach business. You're usually going to find it from people that are doing business. And even then, you can run into problems because of hindsight bias and things like that. Okay, so that's been a short show on the first episode of the Almanac of Naval Ravikant. I will be doing more of these. Uh, I'll probably be going in a sequential order. These are like some of the first few screenshots from the book. I highly recommend that you get that free PDF over at Almanac of or Naval almanac.com download it navalmanac oh navalmanac.com that's funny and it's just one of those things like this this information is so timeless that this is going on to my read yearly list where i'm going to reread this every single year that's how good it is it's actually something that i've been thinking about more i fall very much into the shine the shiny ball syndrome where i always want like new content new this new that but what i've been you know, I've been hearing a lot from people that I respect, but also just I've been thinking about it. And a lot of the new the new stuff just isn't that great. And I think I'm putting too much of a focus on it and I'm putting maybe my hopes too much into the new stuff. And I think when you hit a certain point where you've heard a lot of things and a lot of the same information gets passed around, I think you start going back to the basics and you want the basics. And it's hard to continually get really insightful information that hasn't already been said. I mean, there's a reason we still cite and, and quote Socrates and Plato and the Stoics, right? Because like, obviously you can do new interpretations of them, but the core things that they said are still timeless and classic for a reason. So I'm spending a lot more time trying to watch classic movies, going back to podcasts and videos and articles and books that I really enjoyed and rereading them over and over. And it's hard because I have this, there's, there's a word for it. It's like novel and new. There's like some kind of addiction to it. I have this thing where I always want the new novel thing and I... And I think that's that's sabotaging me, right? So I'm going to be spending more time going back to the classics and just really hammering on the basics. So appreciate you listening to the show. Get on the AM5 newsletter over at Colin.coach. You can obviously like, subscribe, share, do anything that you want if you feel compelled. It does help the show. I really appreciate that. And I will see you in the next one.